Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. I'm uh, going to start out showing you all a little bit of gratitude. Uh, these, this podcast is now being listened to, and wait for it, wait for it, 54 different countries. So it's quite amazing how fast this podcast has grown. Well, I say fast. What have we been doing this now for seven right. years? I don't know how many. It's got to be thousands of calls. or uh, uh, Podcasts. Podcast. Yeah. 3,000 or 4,000, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So a lot. So maybe not growing overnight, but definitely growing. Well, <laughs> it's pretty cool to look at the statistics awesome. and see that we have listeners that are in 54 different countries. You know, definitely. that's pretty amazing. Um, well, I'll tell you what I find sort of intellectually interesting about that more than anything is that sure you and I might be interesting to listen to but only to a certain extent mm-hmm. <laughs> right you know what I'm saying sure. so the only reason that people are listening to us or I'd say the primary reason people are listening to us is because I know we have a lot of small business owners too because we pulled our listeners a couple of years ago and a lot of them weren't even in real estate they were small business owners but if you're listening chances are you're in real estate so if you're listening in one of the 54 countries that are listening to us now on a regular basis that tells me that the way real estate is done in your part of the world is very mm-hmm. similar to the way it's done in our yeah. part of the world. Which is interesting. Which is interesting. And, mm-hmm. is, and you know, that's fascinating to me And, and uh, because really outside of really mainland Europe and, I mean, we have coaching clients in other parts of the country too. But I sure as hell didn't know about how real estate was done on some of these islands in the South Pacific where I don't even know where they are, yep. where we have listeners. Or some in the Middle East, we have listeners in Dubai. We have listens, listeners in just these countries. It, if you guys were to ask me where they were, I'd, I'd honestly have to Google it because I don't even really know. But so of all you listening to us every single day and uh, on Sundays, thank you. We really appreciate it. This continues to be the number one listen to daily podcast. Um, dare I say in the United States, and, and we certainly have global ambitions now that you guys are taking us there. So maybe someday, Jules, we'll be I able know. to say the number one listened to daily podcast in, in the, the world. world for real estate professionals. I know, but you know, it does get down to, for example, our continuation today of actual prospecting rules. I know we should call it lead generation rules so you can all digest <laughs> right. it. But at the end of the day, you know, if you are a business owner, whether it's real estate or something else, Many of these points are universal about motivation and being media free and controlling your time and your schedule and all these things apply, even if it's not specifically to real estate. So on that note, let's move on to rule number 16, have a dedicated prospecting area. We have a lot of fun with this in Premier Coaching with before and after pictures uh, for accountability. This should include, but not be limited to, a standing desk. We're both standing right now. We both have standing desks a headset, a wireless phone, scripts on your wall, goals from your treasure map, pictures of things that motivate you, and a mirror. It's funny when agents have to have a mirror in their office. It's not just to, you know, primp and, you know, get yourself ready for appointments, make sure your lipstick's on straight or what have you. It's so that you can see what you look like. It's funny. You can almost tell if somebody's smiling when they're talking. Sure. Or if they're just, you know, kind of uh, lounging about, if you will. I, I always, whenever I talk about this in coaching, I always have this picture, I won't mention his name, but somebody that used to work in our Remax office that had like a, a dimmer switch and a lounge boy and like, it was just kind of creepy. But anyway. He would, he would prospect every night. Like but he was a good prospector. I'll he was that. fantastic. Yeah. 
he would prospect Fizbo's. His license plate on his Mercedes was Dr. Fizbo. He was fantastic. He was. I don't know if he's still in the business. But, if, you know, for him, that the, this point is about controlling your environment and being in a place where you can be successful, where it, it looks like you're serious. And for him, that worked for him. He liked to kind of snuggle into his desk. And do his thing. Along those lines, so. the curse of Zoom. Julie and I were on a Zoom. <laughs> you remember what I'm going to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. We were on a Zoom about a month, maybe two months ago. And um, so we there were it was for a brokerage. I don't remember who it was for. Some state association. Mm-hmm. And so we were looking at all these pictures. And I guess these people were Zoom <laughs> virgins because they didn't realize that little green light on their computer means that they can be seen by everybody. So there were... I don't know, 100, maybe 200 people on this. And Julie and I set the Zoom so we could see the grid. So the advantage of you know doing a Zoom is you can see people's facial expressions and whether or not they're paying attention or not. Well, <laughs> so we're watching this Zoom and we come across this guy. I think he was in Arizona. And I saw him. I was looking. Julie was presenting something and I was just listening while she was talking. And I was scanning the facial expressions. And then I saw this guy and I saw in the corner of his screen that looked to be like a really huge ass glass of chardonnay <laughs> it was like 11 a.m it was 11 a.m which means out, out west was even earlier actually right his name was frank or something and then i i said something to him you know trying to make I him know. laugh and you know what he did he didn't shut his camera off he tipped the glass he picked the glass up and he basically clanked it against the Cheers. computer <laughs> then he had a drink and he put it back down well i guess if you're going to be a day drinker in the post-covid era you know at least you have to own it (laughs) that's right exactly but so back to our point have an actual dedicated prospecting area and you should have some things that support you it should be easy for you to walk around stand up because it it keeps your energy level high have a mirror so you can see what you sound like that's quite literal and be in an environment that is conducive to making money you know don't don't just you know throw it together and, and walk through your what do they call it? Goat paths through hoarder offices, right? Actually make it look like your dollar productive area. The standing thing's really critical and you guys should all get stand up desks. The sitting uh, will, you know, it's bad for your circulation. It's bad for every aspect of your body. Just by standing up, by the way, you burn calories. So the act of standing up while you're working is, I'm not going to say a workout, but it's definitely moving towards some sort of physical activity that you certainly aren't doing if you're lounging in a chair. And to Julie's point, you definitely will have better energy and enthusiasm, sound more enthusiastic. You'll be up, your brain will work quicker. Um, when you're standing up. So definitely get a stand-up desk. And they're not that expensive anymore. You can, I mean, these stand-up desks that I'm looking at, Julia, I think we got these from Amazon, you know, some vendor Mm -hmm. in Amazon, and they arrived in some sort of flat box, and I had to put them together. But I bet you these things, these together were less than a thousand bucks. I bet they're even less than that. And there's different versions. You know, you can get a whiteboard on the top of it. You can get whatever colors you want. But the point is, create your space so that it honors your mission instead of just, you know, kind of wandering into something that you're really not that comfortable in anyway. And you look everywhere and there's piles of crap you have to take care of, you know, make it like your dollar productive shrine almost. Well, and along those lines, guys, don't make your office too comfortable. Your goal is not to spend all your days in your office. The more time you're spending in your office after you're done setting your appointments and pre-qualifying for the day, the less money you're going to make. Your job is to set your appointments for the day and go out and do the real work of real estate. So the reality of it is, is you don't need to spend hardly any money at all on you know making your office overly fancy and and the rest of it. And a lot of you guys waste lots of time and money worrying about a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter. Well, and it needs to be efficient more than fancy. We when we set up um, offices for brokerages, now we haven't done this in forever, especially since we've got associated with EXP and the futility of having a you know any a, a an office really is 
I think it just is basically proven out. Don't bother having physical location. The future definitely is here with eXp Realty and, and essentially the idea of having a virtual brokerage. But when we used to do that kind of work, um, one of the best offices we ever set up, I think it was in Miami, helped us, you know, consulted on. And it was a tiny ass little space. And so what we did is we basically made just put counters all the way around the edges of this office, if you can imagine that. And there were no chairs. So basically, if you came in, there was a little waiting room or rather a little tiny, like a four top table. And then after that, behind this this wall that was built, then it was just a bunch of stand up desks in essence. And this is before the advent of desks you can actually adjust the height on. But my strongest suggestion is if don't overthink it. And you can get a wall hung stand up desk, put all your junk on the wall hung stand up desk, and uh, yeah, you're off to the races. So that's really a critical thing. Just because, look, guys, the fact is, is that your energy and enthusiasm obviously matters, not just for the sake of how effective you are selling, but also how effective you are at even, you know, staying, uh, being able to concentrate for long periods of time at work. And so if you're draining yourself by sitting down, um, yeah, you're going to find yourself being making a heck of a lot less money. Yes. Yeah, so point number 17 or rule number 17, have an actual prospecting ritual. Do it every day, ideally at the same time, but people get hung up on that. So, it, you know, it happens all the time. Like I have in my schedule, I'm going to prospect between 8 and 10 a.m. And if I can't do it at that time, well, I blew that prospecting time. I think agents take that way too seriously. The point is to do it every day. It is your number one job in real estate. It matters less what specific time versus having an actual ritual. For example, listen to your favorite song first, meditate read something favorite from the Bible, whatever inspires you, whatever gets you in the right mode to be of service and screws your head on straight so that you've got some level of saying, hey, you know what? It's not about me. I'm here to find the next person I'm going to help. That's the difference. Okay. So number 18, we've had entire podcasts about this one. Practice a media-free morning. This keeps your mind clear. You're controlling what goes into your mind. That's going to uh, help you tremendously to keep that train on the tracks. That's easy. And again, we've talked about that a ton. Well, let's drill down on in case there's a first-time listener or people yep. have heard us say it a million times Media and they free. just haven't done it, which is probably the case. Probably. By the way, guys, we're reading points directly from Harris Rules, our best-selling real estate book. It might very well become the best-selling book for real estate agents ever. It's not for investors you know, necessarily. It's not for commercial folks. It's for residential real estate agents. It's called Harris Rules. I think we have over 400 five-star reviews on Amazon for sale at Barnes & Noble. It's for sale everywhere. You can find it anywhere. Um, we've seen it in, you know, <laughs> Target. We've seen it in Walmart. We've, I'm, you know, I don't, I've only been in a Walmart once. It was to buy bullets, but <laughs> true story. But other than that, I know it's for sale there. Yeah. We've seen it for sale at airports, um, all over the place. So definitely pick up your uh, copy of Harris Rules. If you running, are running a real estate team, boy, Julie's just sitting there wagging her head. Why? You didn't like me telling the truth? No, it's okay. It's that is right. the one time I've been it's in Walmart. It's just random. It's okay. No, somebody I mean, out there right now is laughing It's not off. my favorite place either, believe me. <laughs> the only time I believe I've ever been in there, we were going to some, we we're going to a car show slash Frenchie rescue mission in uh, Scottsdale. And I forgot to pack my makeup. So I had like a, an emergency makeup. Oh, there mission. was another time we went to Walmart. Yeah. We bought, you for some reason didn't have tennis shoes. And the tennis oh, shoes yes. you bought lasted last oh, like they 12 were minutes. Oh. And it was yes, Pahrump, they, Nevada. Oh. That's right. That's right. Okay, so we've been we've been there. That's Wait, three that times. But why are we why are we actually prideful of the fact that we've never spent a lot of time in Walmarts? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give myself that. <laughs> okay. You know what? That is something you should be it prideful of. Place. If you've not had to spend a lot of time in Walmart in your life. Now, granted, if you're living in a rural area and there are some Walmarts that have absolutely phenomenal grocery stores, so I'm told, then yes. basically that makes That's sense. Right. 
But other than that, I think you're... It's not a field trip, okay? You can, you can gauge the value of the life led by the time spent in a Walmart. Yes. But if you're in there, buy our book. Okay. So uh, maybe there's somebody listening right now. Okay. We digress. Uh, media-free morning. What does that mean? It means control what goes into your head, what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you've got on the radio when you drive around You know, with your showings, your BPOs, whatever the case may be. Choose it on purpose. Don't just passively listen to stuff because it's never good stuff. You know the old joke about there was a, uh, a good news station, but it didn't make it because it wasn't traumatic enough, right? You mean it talked about good news. Good news, yeah. yeah. I mean, you really do have was, to control It was a that. newspaper, actually. A newspaper. Yeah. Well, along those lines, guys, it's so bizarre how there could be some little innocuous piece of news come out. So let's say, for example, that there's some new strain of, you know, bees that were just discovered that somehow have you know, some sort of, they can, you know, withstand freezing cold temperatures and who knows what, right? I'm just making all this up. Some kind of good thing. And But then you'd read the headline on like, a, you know, National Geographic talking about it. And okay, that sounds like they're reporting on the facts, let's just say, for example. And then you'd pick it up on some other channel or some other version of that same story. And somehow it'd been politicized. <laughs> yes, it doesn't matter what it is. Trump, it could be the sky is blue. Trump hates bees. And, right, exactly. <laughs> who knows? Trump tells bees to buzz off. You yeah, know, or, or something on the other yeah, side. Yeah, there's you know? a spin to it. Yeah. And if you listen to it passively, you don't even see it. It just kind of gets into your brain. So the key is just to go media free. And, and it's so, here's the, you know, when you go media free, the other thing it gives you back is not just like control of the way you think, because that is all media is, was the, you know, we were trying to make you guys laugh, but the, that is the point in essence that the, you know, news that's out there starting is trying to manipulate your thoughts. And if they can manipulate your thoughts, they can manipulate your behavior. And by the way, all the manipulations trying to be done to the point Julia was making is all uh, trying to make you feel fear. And which, by the way, we're going to pick up on a, a series uh, tomorrow starting about fear. But yeah, that's it. Their goal is to basically make you feel fear. If they make you feel fear, then you can. Then the next step beyond fear is, oh my gosh, I can't handle the situation, and I need to basically be beholden or dependent on something. And usually, that something's the government. That is the process. That is usually how, essentially, in a you know an election year, you're seeing all these politics go. But beyond that, it's even you know the politics and the social manipulation and the emotional you know gyrations that are happening right now in the world. If your highest and truest purpose, if you're in alignment with your highest and truest purpose, being uh, of service to others, it is really difficult to have the mindset of being of service to others if you are in a mode of fear. So the strongest and best, smartest thing you can do is basically completely go media free. I challenge all of you guys to seriously consider doing that. And now here's the another unintended consequence of going media free. You will find yourself with all kinds of or all kinds of time to do the things you didn't have time, yes. you claim not have time to do. For example, proactively generation, which is the topic of the series we've been working nice on. Nice segue to rule you number 19. Thank you. Have accountability partners, role play partners who are producing more than you. This is one thing that drives me a little bonkers on some of the social media stuff that agents do. They'll put out like some kind of, what do you think about this? And there's absolutely no vetting as to the answers. And sometimes you read the answers, you're like, that doesn't even make any sense. And obviously is coming from someone who has little experience or tainted experience. So, you know, associate, make your agent associations and your business associations with people doing more than you are. Well, let's, let's actually enhance that point. Mm -hmm. So here's another thing. If you're going to seek any kind of advice that pertains to business, making money, saving money, whatever, why don't you make the first precursor of whomever you're listening to, whether it's in person, on a video or a book, why don't you make it so that they are, you know, 10x 
whatever it is, that, wherever you are in life. So if you're seeking information on how to be successful in real estate, shouldn't the first rule be that the person sold real estate before? You'd think. Go You'd to think. comparecoach.com and find out. Right. I mean, there's the site we created for you guys to help, uh, you know, to decipher sort who is out. or isn't a real real estate coach because everyone and their brother and their dog, Bob, is a real estate huh. coach. So just go to comparecoach.com and then use those questions that are on there. And the first question is, should be the most basic of all questions. Again, when you're seeking advice from someone who proclaims to be an expert uh, is, aren't you know, have you actually done this? H- have you actually had a real estate license? Have you actually sold real estate for a long period of time at a high level? And I'm sorry, guys, if they haven't, they are unqualified to give you advice. Sales are, yes, all selling basically has the same fundamentals, but the reality of it is, is there's so much more complexity in real estate than there is in virtually every other industry, which you might find yourself selling stuff in. You've got to be really mindful and incredibly selective on in who you're going to listen to. Because if you're not, then you're going to make the mistake of basically starting down a path listening to people who are not qualified in the most literal of senses to give you advice on how to be successful in real estate. They themselves don't know how to do it. What they do know how to do is teach you how to, uh, to you know, basically, I'm sorry, what they do know how to do is talk you into buying things that probably will not result in a single real estate transaction. Yes. Trying things out is not a business plan. Okay. Rule number 20, track your results, your personal results. Your goal should be somewhere between a five to one and a 10 to one ratio of calls made to appointments set. If you're not able to achieve that, in other words, choose your category. I'm making 10 contacts, a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate. And if I'm not able to get at least one qualified appointment for every 10 actual conversations, I'm either not scripted, not using the script, not listening to the client, something is wrong, or, and or, I might be calling a category of people who just aren't that motivated. So you could make 10 just listed, just sold calls all day long, every day this week and get nothing. Those don't count, guys. We Those don't, don't even count. T- you can make contacts, sure, but no appointments. Nowhere in our coaching program do we tell you to basically waste your time calling uh, you know, just listed and just sold. Waste your time. That is what I said. Why would you do that? It, you know, it's, it, I've always thought that was shocking that so many people will tell agents to waste their time because all that's going to result is them being frustrated, frustrated. not getting results. And not and, wanting to do it. And not wanting to do it. And then they're going to basically rationalize doing really dumb things like buying yeah. leads. Well, it gets back to, to rule number 12. You should have appointment obsession, not just contactitis. It, that's why they do it. So I can say, oh, I made 20 contacts today. And I think that some, uh, let's say, less experienced coaches, trainers, et cetera, get agents to do that. So they're doing something and to try and uh, break their phone fear down. But I think it has the opposite effect because if you do that, okay, I hit 20 contacts every single day and you got nothing. You're not ever going to believe that any of this works. And it's not a problem with you or the script. It's the people you're calling. You might as well call the phone book, right? Yep. That's right. you You don't have a list of motivated people like you do with for sale by owners, expireds, probate, even builders. You know, people who are clearly motivated with something to sell. Can you guys come listening to Julie and I every single day, as literally thousands of you do, tens of thousands on Sundays? Have you? Can you guys find a single flaw in our logic? Can you find a single uh, reason to believe that what Julie and I are asking you guys to learn how to do um, and implement wouldn't work for you? You can't, can you? Isn't that a shocking? Now think of a, for, you can pick any other example of any other you know thing that you're thinking about pursuing for the sake of building your real estate practice, and you can just poke around and you can easily find flaws. You don't even have to have any real business experience to find flaws in the ideas that are being passed around that have been normalized. Social networking and buying leads and all this stuff, you know, 
having a purely center of influence, past client-based business, it's easy to find flaws. But you guys tell me a flaw in essentially learning how to be proactive, learning how to prospect, and learning how to go after the people that have their hands in their air saying, yes, I want to sell my house. Find a flaw in it. There isn't one because it is the perfect business model. It costs you nothing. It's skills-based. You can learn and master these skills. If you are diligent about it, you can learn and master these skills, certainly inside six months, maybe even quicker. That is the reality of it. If you're doing it every single day and you're being diligent, you're going to realize quickly that you're just having the same conversation over and over again. That is what it is. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to realize you get the same results when you have the same conversation. You, You get better at this and better at that. The next thing you know, you're setting appointments consistently. Find a flaw in that. Find a flaw. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you the only flaw is that you guys basically aren't patient enough to do it. But more importantly, you just are frankly straight up too lazy to want to actually learn something new because it's it's too easy to believe that you can buy your way to success. You can buy your business. You know, it's this like, I mean, I don't really need to get on a rant about branding, but branding is one of the most insidious things that have basically been pushed into the real estate industry. It started really in the 90s and then it sort of died out in the early 2000s and now it, it's come back and branding only makes its, it rears its ugly head as a thing to do when there's lots of money flowing. And as soon as the economy starts to tighten up and it becomes a buyer's market, all these branding gurus sort of go back under their bridges and wait for the clouds to clear. But here's the thing that brand, how branding is sold to you. And I want you to challenge yourself to realize what I'm telling you is 100% truth. Branding is sold to you as a shortcut on how to build a reputation. Reputation and branding are not the same thing, but they're trying to get you to believe that if you build this big cacophony of social networking, Mickey Mouse, if you spend all this money on your branding, that somehow you're going to magically, it'll have the same effect as if you'd been in the real estate business, uh, you know, as if you'd sold a lot of houses and you were successful. In other words, it's sold to you under the belief structure that it's going to build for you the reputation that you know intuitively you must have in order for people to choose you as a real estate professional. In other words, it's going to essentially um, overlap or compensate for your lack of skills and your lack of success in real estate. Do you guys get the fallacy in that? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Why don't you just skip that learning curve? Why don't you just master the skills? And basically your branding will come from having lots and lots of happy customers, which is the only real way to do it. You know, there's a reason, and, and I, I'm trying to validate this. I'm only having, I'm having problems finding data points, to be honest with you. But I'm pretty sure that the failure rate for real estate agents since about 2009, after the housing crash, the failure rate has actually increased in that there's real agents that are failing out of the business faster than there were before. More agents failing faster. You know, in other words, they're essentially getting their licenses and they're not even able to last in the business for, you know, I think it's about 14 months, maybe even 12 months from what I'm being able to see. So here's the interesting question for you. If all these new age, newfangled gurus who are trying to push you guys branding and marketing and lead generation and teams and all this, you know, fancy web- websites and logos, if that stuff was valid, and there are there literally, guys, billions of dollars that are spent every year by uh, agents to buy into all these, you know, fall- fallacies. If that stuff actually was valid, why is the failure rate for agents actually increasing? Well, it's increasing because there's more of this floating around and it's expensive and they go broke before anything works because it doesn't work. Of course. That's you why. Know? And it's because there's so much of it and because nobody teaches them to be financially responsible or accountable. They're not learning the skills. Th- there's no skill. They're right? getting in the they business. They load it with expenditure right. and they ignore the skill part, which yeah. doesn't work. They're always beholden to buying leads. They're all, they're, they've are all they never developed a skill set to be independent. And nope. so as soon as they run out of money because the guess what? The closings never happen. Then they're out of the business. Yep. And I wonder, Julie, honestly, why is it that you and I 
the industry are we're the only ones that are telling the truth about this. Why? Because we've lived it. We no, know the difference. Yes, we've lived it. We know the difference. But here's the other reason: mm -hmm. because we're not being paid by all these companies. Well, that's that, right. We we don't have anybody. You know. Right. And we get probably five to six emails a day. Emails a day, and the hilarious from people asking to be on our podcast, and all of them have some gimmick they want to sell. I'm like. Do you guys even listen to the podcast? <laughs> Are yeah, you knowing that know. the exact same thing you're trying to get me to promote to our listeners is the exact same thing that we rally against on our podcast? It, but it's a whole industry. And if you're a speaker or a, you know, a guru of any variety and you're being essentially directly or indirectly funded by some of these gimmicky tech ideas, you're not going to say anything bad against them because you want no. the money. It's right. that simple. That's what I think. Very convoluted. It's like okay. Politics. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, we know you guys spend stuff regardless. You've got to have some support things. And, in coaching, we talk about what's good and what's not, what's real and what's not. So we talked a little bit about that on the uh, Sunday show. So next point, and I love this one. Rule number 21, do it yourself. Do not delegate your prospecting to a virtual assistant, a personal assistant, or your buyer's agent. Your number one job as a professional salesperson is to set appointments. People have this fantasy, oh, I, I hired this new agent. I'm going to make them prospect for me. It is hilarious. Yeah, see how that works out. If you don't know how to do it yourself, how would you ever hold anybody accountable? Oh, and I'll give you another little secret. <laughs> Chances are, as soon as they learn how to do it, uh, they're you know, if you don't have a sweetheart deal for them, they're going to leave because yes. they'll have quickly figured out how to decode the truth about real estate that you don't need to buy leads and do all these silly team things that people sure. are so, so beholden to and so addicted to. So that's not a plan. You so there's what Julie? Would you agree? And it's okay if you don't, right? Uh, that there's certain things in real estate that you never delegate. Yes. Yes. I mean, okay. the, the list isn't huge, but it is the it's most like important three things. things, right? I would say you never did, yeah. and you never delegate your proactive lead generation. Never. Never. I would, because that's the one thing you control. You wake up in the yeah. morning, you do your proactive lead generation, your minimum standard, you get billed to this level is you set one pre-qualified listing appointment a day. Mm -hmm. In the afternoon, you go on that one pre-qualified listing appointment. If you can suck at everything else in real estate, yep. except maybe... Pre-qualifying. I agree. And presenting. That's you know, it. You can't be a slacker at your listing presentation. Right. Um, That's and it. you should be a good negotiator. I mean. Right. Yeah. But you'll learn that through doing the rest of it correctly. Well, we've had people who would have, and I'm not suggesting this, but we have had plenty of coaching clients that don't even want to bother with the negotiating. Again, not showing, I'm not saying I agree. But what they'll do is they'll basically have their transaction coordinator who's licensed go and do the uh, negotiating for them. And that will make it so that basically all they're having to do every day is the lead generation, the presenting, you know, and the pre-qualifying. You should definitely always present, uh, you know, pre-qualify all your leads because then you can pull out the sellers. So, Julie, welcome, or thank you for yes, on the podcast today. I'll see you soon. I'll see you, yeah, probably about 10 minutes after you're after, off your next call. So, listeners, we are always going to be probably overly direct. Uh, we're always going to be non-BS with you guys. We're always going to tell you the truth. We're always going to do our best to cut through all the, you know, essentially all the malaise and all the haze that's out there in the marketplace that clouds over the truth about what it takes to be successful long-term in real estate. Not just real estate, guys, but life in general. I mean, when you think about some of the things that we're talking about, I, you know, I know that you guys are listening to us and you're going, huh, that makes sense. <laughs> ah, I guess, you know, yeah, I can't argue with that. You know, you're going through it and you're thinking to yourself, maybe... You're then interpreting what we're saying and you're saying, how else does this, your subconscious mind is going, well, how does this apply? I get to the real estate thing. Tim and Julie made the point, but how does this actually apply to other aspects of my life? And then you're starting to look at yourself in the you know proverbial mirror and you're starting to realize that in other aspects of your life, you've built in, you've normalized some of these 
you know, hacks and half measures that have caused you to get no results from whatever activity it is that you're trying to do. And guys, it could be wealth building, it could be, um, you know, relationships, it could be any aspect of your life. When you have basically built it around shortcuts and hacks, you're never going to get the results that you otherwise would have gotten. You may, you probably won't get any results whatsoever. You know, it's the old story about going to the gym. You're at the gym, you're in your, you know, your Lululemon outfit, but you're sitting there on the treadmill or, you know, sometimes sitting, but standing and you're not even working up a sweat and you're watching some YouTube video about cats or some Mickey Mouse, you know, that's not, look, that's going to the gym, but that's not really doing the work. That's how most of you guys work, period. That's how most humans live on this planet. They maybe make the effort or appear that they're making the effort, but they don't ultimately, long-time listeners, you know what I'm about to say, they never actually realize that long-term, ever-increasing levels of success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You have to really internalize those three things. And then in your real estate business, we strongly encourage you to never delegate proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying and presenting. And Julie, I'm sure is correct in that you don't want to probably also delegate negotiating. So those are the things. Everything else in real estate, you never have to learn how to do at a high level if you just do those things. Because those are the things that ultimately are going to give you leverage and consistency of income and are always going to make it so that you're not beholden to all the lunacy that's been normalized in our industry. So listen, guys, if you've not yet joined the free coaching program, it is a you know free coaching program. Just text the word survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link. And with that link, you can join the free coaching program. The free coaching program, did I tell you the price? Write this down. It's free. So text the word survival to 31996. We'll text you back a link. And with that link, you activate your free membership and you can be a member of the free coaching program, which does include a daily semi-private coaching call. In the meantime, if you guys would like to talk with me directly about joining our EXP group, yes, Julie and I are involved in EXP, if I've not made that clear enough. And yes, we're incredibly enthusiastic about the opportunities it presents to everyone, especially in this Hopefully what we'll be referring to is this post-COVID era. And if you'd like to join with Julie and I at EXP, please do consider texting me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. That's if you're, say, a 7 out of 10 ready to join. If you're just getting re- getting ready to get started and you're in the learning phase about EXP, we've made it easy for you. There's a, a nine-minute video that's waiting for you. Just text the word EXP to 31996. Text the word EXP to 31996, and we'll text you back a video. You can just check it out on your smartphone or what have you. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.